They're back on the Football Outside the Box podcast, where we discuss the past, the present, and the future of football. Only one place to start this week's podcast, and that is this man right here, taking Declan Rice. I know he's an Arsenal player pretty soon, not yet. I know he's going to be an Arsenal player and all that. I get it. But this has caused a lot of uproar on social media, mainly TikTok, that this guy is going to take Declan Rice over Sergio Busquets, both when we're not considering Busquets when he's 35 right now. We're considering him at his prime, and he's still taking Declan Rice. I'm going to give you whatever time you need, whatever platform you need, to explain yourself because you're going to have to do a hell of a job to convince a lot of people on that. I mean, y'all can agree with me. Y'all can disagree with me. Everyone's take is welcome. Everyone's opinion is welcome. But I don't want my my take note to get out of hand here, right? As in, I don't want it to be taken out of proportion. Busquets, career-wise, obviously... I'm going to take Busquets as to, as far as what he's accomplished in his career. I'm not talking about the career. What I'm talking about is Declan as a unit, as a specimen over Busquets, right? I'm talking about what he can do. He can do more. In my opinion, he can do more than Busquets. Busquets has the IQ. There's no denying that, right? And as we know, in football, IQ is the thing that trumps basically everything. It's probably the most important aspect of your game. And Busquets has that. I'm not denying that. He has that over most people, most players of all time, honestly. But what I'm saying with Declan, when I say that he's a unit that is capable of doing more than Busquets, is that he is stronger, he's faster, he can drive with the ball. He's more mobile. He's more athletic. He's a better tackler. Dangerous shots, more dangerous shots than him. And he has a better range of passing. I want to really emphasize range of passing, right? Because I think Busquets is better at short passes. He has better pass accuracy. He makes better decisions probably with his short passes. But when it comes down to range of passing, like, Hope, you know, long-range passes, short-range passes, I give that to Declan. So, no, I'm going to I'm gonna have to stop you right there. I'm sorry. I'm going to have to stop you right there. In what world does Busquets get rated lower for his passing abilities? Range, range of pass. Anything. Anything when it comes to passing. Rice range isn't pass. up there. Rice is not up there. You, I can give you... I can't give you right now, but... What Busquets is known for is not just short passes, though. His passes through the in the air to the striker is inch perfect. It does not slow the striker down. You will see countless assists that he's provided with those type of passes. And I don't think Declan Rice has even shown that yet. His passing has improved. But remember, three years ago, I remember talking to you. You didn't like him for his passing. You didn't like him for his on-the-ball abilities. Am, am I right in that? I mean, I don't know. I'm talking about... Maybe that is the case. I don't I don't recall back then. What I'm talking about is him 
right now in right, terms okay. of, like yeah. you say, he's proven better. Even I saw stats recently saying that he had 88% pass accuracy this season, which is higher than actually tied for the highest of what our, any Arsenal midfielder had last year, which well, is party. Well, Busquets has probably got 95%. That's what I'm saying. Busquets has better pass accuracy. I was just saying that stat to show you that his passing is decent, right? I'm giving Busquets a short pa- passing, a short inch passing, but I'm talking about Deacon Rice has the ability, I think, to make those cross-field passes better than Busquets. He can make different types of passes better than him. That's why I say range of passing. But to me, the, the things that I give Busquets over Rice, for sure, is, of course, the IQ and his close control dribbling, which is different, by the way, than his than Deacon Rice's ability to drive dribbling, right? He's better at driving forward with the ball, which I think is a form of dribbling. So I'm talking about Busquets. Close control dribbling is unmatched compared to to Declan Rice in that regard. And the beauty, I want to just also point out, the beauty of this move for Declan Rice now, because as we said, the IQ is the real major point separating them, is that Declan Rice can now come into Arsenal and come under a coach like Arteta, and his IQ can improve with that as he grows and develops under a manager like Arteta. Yeah, I mean, who knows what Declan Rice becomes in three, four years' time. I think from what you're getting at with the close control dribbling is something I mentioned about Lavia too, but you would agree that you could give Busquets the ball in any situation and he would most likely get out of it without trouble, right? In a, in a sense where you're talking about close control dribbling. He has a signature move. You know, he just... Uh, I, I think he just, I mean, would you even call it a drop of the shoulder? It makes it so, look, makes it look so easy to get out of pressure. Whereas, yes, yes. If you, right. Whereas if you asked Declan Rice to do that, perhaps he, he's not going to be able to all the time. I agree. Right? I, right? No, no, no. Right. I agree with that. That's why I say close control dribbling is a no comparison. Busquets has that for sure. And because Busquets has, only to in my opinion, because Busquets only has those few key moments or key points or strengths better than Declan Rice as a unit. No, I think no. that Busquets, in my opinion, Busquets is a system player because of that. I don't think Busquets goes into the West Ham side and thrive as much as Declan Rice did. But so you can say the same thing. Declan Rice could not do what Busquets did in, in the Barcelona side. Of course, of course. That's why I say so, he's a system player and he's a beautiful one at that. No, I think you're using the word wrong. A system player is a player like an average player who fits the system and that's why he performs. Barcelona without Busquets would not work, would not have worked. Does that have to mean average player though? Can it not just mean a player who excels and thrives in a system? No system player by def. I mean, I, I, I get what you're saying, but I think you're just using the wrong phrase. Perhaps Tom Brady. A lot of people call him a system QB because he doesn't. It's well known that he doesn't have the the arms. I mean, he didn't. I don't know how he developed it over the years when he's forty. You know, forty. He he's played well until he's forty four. But people look at Tom Brady as not a special player in terms of his individual abilities. There are there were at least five other quarterbacks that were better than him in terms of ability, but the system around him were it, it, it was fit for him so well that he achieved all those successes. So 
<laughs> so in that in that way, you're calling Tom Brady an average player. In terms of his abilities, he's not the best player ever in terms of abilities. Well, those things. I mean, even I don't know enough about NFL to say, but I feel like that's less about your technical and skill as opposed to your physical attributes. And if that's the case, that's why I'm saying Busquets is not even close to Declan Rice, where that is concerned even. So that's even why I asked the question. I do agree with you that Rice probably wouldn't flourish. Not even probably. He definitely would not flourish as much as Busquets in that Barca system. But would Busquets flourish in that West Ham system? I don't know about that, which is why I question that. That system was was fit perfectly for a player like him, which is why he excelled so much and is why we see him in the light that we do today. I mean, I, I think he'll do well. I, I mean, it's very hard for me to question a player like him, you know, to to come to a side like West Ham. You know, West Ham, are, they don't play the, the, the best football, but they've achieved, uh, was, was it top seven, top eight finishes the past, before the season. I, I just... Here's where, where I look at it. I, even though they might play the same position, center center mid, Busquets was more of a holding, I guess. Um, and Rice would probably be used as as more of an eight at, at Arsenal. I mean, we'll see. Uh, but I think even when you're talking about the physicalities and better tackling, we often forget that there's two types of t- defending. Right? One is, you know, you make. You make very good tackles. You 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 go in hard physically, like you would see from Declan Rice. Whereas players like Busquets are not going to do that. Rather, they're going to read the game. They're going to be in the right position. They're going to predict and try to guess where the ball is going and, and cut off the passes that way. So, in a way, on Holland though, but how many assists did Declan Rice? I mean, hear me assist. How many interceptions did Declan Rice have last season? I think he was the most but, by like. I mean, I, I don't know what, what, how many he has, but that's what I'm saying. It's it's a different type of defending, right? You have a you have a even in, in center backs, you have a center back who steps up, who's a more of a stopper, whereas a player like Lindelof, he's gonna drop back and try to cover. So obviously, Lindelof's gonna have better dribble past percentages than a player like uh, Lissandra Martinez, who who likes to step up and try to be aggressive. There are different types of defending, right? So it, it will be like saying, I, I would assume that Rice has, has better, more tackles, successful tackles, more interceptions. But Busquets makes up for it in, in other ways, right? In a way, like I said, he gets in the right areas, cuts off the passes before they even get into the dangerous area. So it's very, it might be contradicting to say because they play the same position, but I don't really look at them as the same type of player. Yes, yes, I can see def I can see that. Especially I know you were talking more about the defensive attributes. I'm gonna have to just disagree with you and say I think Declan Rice is all out the better defensive player. I'm not saying Busquets is not good, but Rice well, con- yes. is a conventionally, monster. yes. Conventionally, yeah, he's a better defender. Con- okay. And but however, as you said, they're different. On the offensive front, it's Busquets, I see as like a deep line playmaker, honestly, at times. Yeah, which, and, uh, yeah. Again, it's so crucial, right? It's so it's so crucial to 
that he has that level of understanding of the game to be able to play that role. And that's why I say De- Declan Rice, we know for sure, doesn't have that right now. Can he develop that? Potentially. I do, I'm not going to say he is, though. If, if I'm going to predict, I'm going to say he's not going to reach the level of Busquets in terms of understanding of the game. But as I said before, pair Declan Rice attributes as a unit and give him a manager, put him under a manager like Arteta, who has clearly shown that he can develop young talent and get the most out of them. It could be a match made in heaven to get an incredible player coming out of this deal. Well, we'll we'll have to see a few years. I think at the end of the day, not many players going to... I know it's not the best way to compare players, but not many players going to win a World Cup when, is it four Champions Leagues? I think four, three or four. Although, however unfair that comparison is, Declan Rice is going to have to win at least two Champions Leagues to even get in the conversation. Yeah, no, it's going to be a tough, a tough feat to manage. But as you said, it's not necessarily a fair comparison. I hate comparing players just from their team accolades. I don't always think that's a fair comparison. As I said, Busquets was in a great team, in a great system that fit him and suit him perfectly. No, no, you can't put it that way. A great system that only worked because of him. Come on. I think it not only worked because of him, it worked because of a lot of players. I don't think Busquets, I don't think he can just take out the rest of the other team and then replace them and Busquets would still shine just as well. I don't think that that would be the case. I think you take Iniesta and Chave out of that team and you don't get the same Busquets. And more importantly, you take Pep Guardiola out of that team and you don't get the same Busquets. Well, I, I mean, I don't know about that. I mean, he's... I, I think we've spent enough time on, on Busquets and, and Rice, but I think you're underestimating the impact he had on that team, really. I know he had, he had good players around him. I know, but... I'm not saying he never had a big impact. I'm not saying that. All I'm saying is just he... It it, it was a side that suited him and that's why he got... We could get the most out of him in that sense. But, and that's but, why he was able to have such a great career. Well, you're saying that in a sense where he's... That implies he was probably like sixth most important player on that team when he, in fact, I think was... Behind Messi, the second most important player. Okay, well, I'm not going to say he was... I know it sounds bad to say he was the sixth most important, but can I put all of them as a tie? I mean, I just think everybody played a crucial role in that side, which is why I like to not just look at it from the perspective of how important was he to that side, because I think he was extremely important to that side. I like to ask a question to, to show you where I'm coming from as far as the comparison between Rice and Busquets, is would Busquets perform at West Ham to the same level? And again, that is what I like to ask. And then again, would Rice be able to take Barcelona to that level? No, he wouldn't. Know. He wouldn't. He wouldn't. And that's why I say, if I, had a, if I was in City, I would want Busquets. I would want prime Busquets. For Arsenal, 
I'm saying I would want Declan Rice. Because I don't think we have that system to be able to get the most out of Busquets the same way that we can get more out of Declan Rice. Well, either way, Declan Rice is going to have to score 15 goals and assist 30 times for 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 this conversation yeah. to even even hold some sort of sort of. Nah, you're harsh, bro. You be you be harsh on the man. I mean, putting too high expectations on on him. Well, but anyway. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. The next one, I mean, it's it's been a quiet week, but I guess staying on staying on Arsenal, Xhaka's officially left. Uh, we've already discussed about him. Any final words for a player? I mean, not just you, but a lot of Arsenal fans have had a ten. Is ten percent fair? Maybe that's harsh, but ten percent love and ninety first percent hate. You know, affair with maybe that maybe that's harsh because he had a good good season last year. Yeah, it's very harsh. I would say it's uh how do you call it? Bittersweet relation a love hate relationship, I guess. Cause that went from a terrible start to a rise a slight rise and then falling right flat back down and then what a way to end the career on a on a high, to be honest. But I think if we all look back on this, especially many years on from now. Granite Jaka is probably going to go down in the history books as obviously Legend? legendary. Well, legendary oh in his God. in his time. I'm not saying he's gonna be oh legendary, my. but his spell at the club is oh legendary, my. if that makes I, sense. I cannot but, believe you've just said that. What his spell at the club is legend you know, was legendary. You know it was his, legendary. It was a roller coaster. You know, but his, he is not a legend. You know his spell. Arsenal began with Arsenal not qualifying for the Champions League and it ended with Arsenal qualifying for the Champions League. He's never played at the Champions League level for, for Arsenal, right? Am I am but, I am I well as I say, he his time there was legendary. As in as if we were to write a story about Xhaka's time at Arsenal, it would make an incredible story. Movie. It'd make an incredible read or movie. But him as a player, no. I mean me personally, I'll never forget the, the armband thing. I'll never forget it. And I, it was just, I mean, it was disrespectful. But I'm trying to think, had Arsenal won the league, would all the fans say it was worth it to keep him and to continue playing him? Because I remember in the moment, everybody was like, yo, I don't know if I want Jaka to ever play for Arsenal again. And then he came in, he was doing a shift. We could have won. But now that we didn't win, it's like, Everyone's just going to remember that moment and remember those times where there was just all this drama. And I think that's how it's going to be remembered for years on, years on. But as far as the recent memory, it's, of course, good at the moment because he ended on a high. Yeah, I mean, I think it's the right time uh, to move on, probably. I'm surprised that they were actually able to coop that much money for him. You know, he's, he's, he's 30, 31, right? I mean, either way, he's, he's getting pretty old. Um, but good luck to him. Uh, we'll, we'll see how Arsenal replace that that figure, not only on the field, but as we mentioned in, in the dressing room too. Uh, as That's something that people overlook uh, very often. But speaking of the midfielder, an old midfielder who's looking like about to depart as well, Liverpool's captain, 
Jordan Henderson. I mean, he's probably had no space anyway, looking at all the midfield signings. But the one, I mean, the part that I have an issue with is that he's probably going to Saudi Arabia. And if, if I remember, I mean, I, I, I know I'm remembering correctly. He was the one who led a lot of the, you know, the the social issues, right, within the, starting with racism back in back during COVID times, as well as you know the the, the queer queer rights, you know, which probably non-existent in, in the in the country that he's probably headed to. So, I mean, I, it's such a hard place to be in, right? In a sense where, I mean, that is life changing money. I'm I'm sure he was getting paid decently at Liverpool, but the Saudi Arabian team is gonna quadruple that that wage. So I, I can see it, you know. I mean, money talks at the end of the day, but this, this is why I, I it's so hard for me to get into football 100 percent because at the end of the day, everything to them is just about money, right? I mean, well, not everything, right? That's that's not everybody who, who thinks and operates like this. It is sad when it comes on, you just see people like this. Um, because Henderson's contract apparently was looking very tasty. But then again, there's some players who come out like Koulibaly and they're just honest about it. Like they're just like, look, I'm not even gonna lie, I'm going to Saudi Arabia for the money. What do you think about that? Is there not like a bit of, of something to come in there? His honesty? His realness. Well, I mean, uh, sure. I, I think it also helped that he was he's Muslim. Same with Kante. Uh, I mean, I get it, but it's also the fact that Koulibaly has never been the, at the the face of the the social work that Premier League has has looked and tried to do. You know, right? Which is why, which is why I said not every player is necessarily like that. There's some mm -hmm. players who are honest about it and then there's some players who maybe do it for the front like you say like henderson started off with all this you know social media movement and now not following up with that whereas there are players like koulibaly who are just simply real right so maybe it's not for us to generalize and say footballers are doing this for them for whatever right for whatever reason and then there's other players who turn down big money contracts to stay out where they love you know yeah, uh, I mean Liverpool are getting paid. If if it goes through, they're being linked with Fabinho as well. Uh, I think around forty million pounds. Liverpool are going to benefit very very nicely as well because that money can go straight back to signing another midfielder. They've all already signed two. Uh, they'll probably sign one at least two one at least one probably two more if um if both Fabinho and Henderson go. Um, I mean, when are they going to come for one of our players? I mean, we, we have some laying around that, that they can take. None that anybody wants, bro. <laughs> I mean, nobody nobody wants Henderson, bro. Like, really. Henderson is only going there to be, uh, you know, Sippy G's friend. I saw I saw a training clip. Nobody could understand his accent. And he was, he was like, leading the training. And no, I, I think he said something like, go to the yellow cone or something like that. And nobody went to the yellow cone because they could not understand what he was saying in his, in his accent. I'm not going to try to do it because I can't do it, but I think you guys should go watch it. It's, it's pretty funny.
yeah, that's that right there, language barrier. <laughs> yeah, bro. No, but that's um that's gonna be an interesting link up though, Gerard and, and Henderson. Yeah. Well other than that, I mean it was a pretty pretty slow week. I, I just caught that we're playing Arsenal on, on the twenty second of July. Um five PM Eastern time. It's it's on ESPN plus, I believe. Uh, it's gonna be. I mean, preseason is always very. I mean, viewers we're we're American based, so we usually wake up in the morning to watch the games. But now, I know five p.m. games aren't a thing in, in the UK, but or I mean two p.m. for me. So that is that is a Sunday two p.m. kickoff. Same thing for me. It's um, it'll be a cool experience for me, I guess. Although it's it's preseason, you know, it's a Premier League opponent still. Yeah, so it's gonna it's still gonna have that feel. It's not gonna be too far from me either. That's gonna be played in New Jersey, New New York slash New Jersey. But so maybe who knows? Maybe maybe you might catch me at the match. <laughs> but this guy's not gonna be bringing the sign anymore because, I mean, his team his team starts winning. And he he stops complaining about the owners. Yeah, I know. That's what I said. Well, we haven't won anything yet, so we don't know. But here, what I I. At the moment, I can't complain about the Crankies. At the moment, they've been, they've put in the money finally at this point. Um, so at the moment, they've done what they can, right? So let's see. Yeah, let's see. That's all we have time for today, guys. Thanks for tuning in as always. We hope you enjoyed your time with us. Remember to subscribe, to leave comments, and share with your friends. Follow us on social media at FOTBPod. Don't forget to leave a review, rating, and most importantly, don't forget to turn on those notifications. Join us again next time as we discuss the highly anticipated upcoming Premier League action. Thanks again as always. See you then.